0: Praise Dionysus Praise him Praise him Hi Hello <laughs> Hi uh, Welcome to Praise Dionysus I'm Jake Stewart I'm James Hardy That's James Hardy Hello Hello <laughs> That hello was not for me But I am responding to it <laughs> It's good that you did Hello James Hi James. Um, Yeah hello everyone Welcome to Praise Dionysus uh, This week we are talking about Stopover by Three Fates Theatre Company Law and Order PTV by Sevenfold Theatre Company And Darling Boy by Rupert Bevan um, Thanks Can't wait Can't wait Well, you won't have to, for much longer. ba 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 da ba Shaka a jazz
1: Hey! Jake just admitted
0: that he's nervous. I've never done that in my life. Nervous. I don't, Hello. I don't know. For some reason, I was just nervous. I was hitting that record button. I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're going to be listening. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, don't my... say anything Unto war. Okay. Um, how are you? I'm me. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm good. I, pardon me. Is this the how, do you need to ask how my week was? Uh um, Oh, oh,
0: sorry. I was just going to go in with like you know the charade of me caring about. Oh you. no, no, but no the, Let's go the, no, straight to Jake. How are you? Are you good?
1: I'm fine. So James, yeah? uh, rate Rachel, week out of five stars. Rate my week out of five stars. Um, I my week of oh, five stars. I would give it many. So let me go through. I had a good week. Yeah. Work happened as usual, um, which was fine. Um, and then I on the Wednesday. Flynn and I had our anniversary, which I'm gonna was I'm going to have nice. to stop you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just not going to say I'm anything. I'm so sorry.
0: Flynn being... Anniversary, I want to say, so is that a chauffeur you have? And it's like the fourth year that you've had this chauffeur for you You're going to have to remind me. Have I'm i not heard playing of, into this. Have I'm I heard of Flynn it. before? Flynn is my boyfriend! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, and I would have appreciated some warning about this. Uh, I don't know why you've kept this so for me for a year. Jesus, this isn't a good bit. Um, <laughs> so, we've been together for a year. Okay, bitch uh, police. <laughs> freeze!
1: You've been sentenced to death for a bad bit. Um, that's my bit about the bit police. <laughs> oh, I've got a good bit. Okay, Jack, here's a question. This is, I'm going off track here. Go ahead. Flynn and I were sitting down in Edinburgh Gardens, looking at the dogs, and we. I, <laughs> <sort> of, <laughs> sorry. Okay, Cruella, continue. Yeah, I wanted to skin them. <laughs> uh, and we were sitting. Um, we were sitting, and we were sort of. I made the joke like as like a shit joke. What if we? I made a version of cats, but it was dogs. Okay. And so we like started listing things, and then we sort of got into the topic of. Jake, how many names mm. do you think you could list to someone who vaguely knows the musical cats, but yeah. not really? Yeah. And how many names do you think you could make up in a row mm. before they caught on? the you or making them up? Um, you could go for a while. You could go for a while. Like, like yeah. you could go for a long time. But ha- I need a number. A,
0: a number of names before they're like... I honestly think... That you could keep going, as long as you were good at making up the names. That's the thing, Jake. Is are it, you good at making up the names? I absolutely think so. I think all you would run into is, like, you would get to maybe 25 names deep, and they'd be like, how many characters are in this show? And that's where <laughs> their scepticism
1: would start. <laughs> that's the... S- really? Yeah. I thought maybe I could do, like, six before I'd be like, uh, Because uh, you'd have to be pulling them out of thin air, doll. Yeah. Scrimble Shanks, Mr.
0: Mistopheles. That's a real one. Yes. No, you start off with the real ones, and you start oh, okay. peppering okay. in the fakes. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. What are their fucking names? Plumbumbulous John. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Busterford Jones. That's a real one. Is he? Jesus. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> outwitted by your own concoction. <laughs> Wait. <laughs>
1: okay. Rotund John. Uh, <laughs> Rebel <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> James Cordonavis. Uh, Gaffaldy. You see, there we go. You stammered, <laughs> and I don't believe you anymore. Merifanian. <laughs> <laughs> Burgle <laughs> know, What about one that's just Fag I'm Fag the cat
0: <laughs> Last night I laughed out loud at work Because I just thought of the name Rebecca Sluts <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Rebecca Rebecca Sluts Are you saying Sluts No, 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 it's sluts with a Z at the end. (laughs) (laughs) S-Z, that is. I'm running for local government. (laughs) Vote sluts. (laughs) Sluts, sluts, sluts. (laughs) Okay, all right. (laughs) <laughs> Alright I just thought that was a I, Okay Yeah Whew. Um. Do you want to keep going With the cat bit? Or should I go back to my beard? Oh was there more to the cat spit <laughs> no, no there's no. no more Oh okay You
0: That's didn't it. then start talking About Ian McKellen's performance And how it was too Devastatingly committed
1: No I, I like that Ian McKellen in that Was singing Meow 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 Oh my god And when he like Rubbed his little cat face I was like This guy's really good At being a cat He went to cat school He went to cat school mm. But he shouldn't
0: have had to No he shouldn't have had to No you should just I don't know You should be in that situation And then someone should come on Come in from like The government And be <laughs> Like you uh, you no. are above this. <laughs> we need people stepping into these situations being like, babe, you don't but need to do this. If
1: you had your way, no one would be stepping into Marvel room into Marvel movies. Oh my god, we cannot fall down that hole again. Okay. But you're uh, absolutely right. So no. my week was good. I so so out of earth, we was lovely, went to a really gorgeous restaurant, probably the best dining experience of my life. The best dining oh. Oh, oh What what were the touches that made it so we went fine. to Maha in the city? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, have you? You've heard? I, I just oddly met.
0: They're they're currently auditioning people for this new role at one of my workplaces. Oh. and one of the people that has come through is a woman that was the, like the floor manager or something at. Oh Martha, great.
1: Is, I this, is this at your Mexican restaurant?
0: My my
1: Mexican your restaurant. Mexican restaurant. Yes, yeah, um, they recently had a Yeah, that's exciting. It is
0: um, <laughs> great. Well. <laughs> One of the other auditionees for this position uh, was this guy that has, like, real, like, Love Island energy. Oh, no.
1: Obviously. It was yes. Just,
0: yeah, no. It's just this confusing thing. It was like, you know that aesthetic that suddenly all of a sudden exists of, like, you know when you picture, like, a male Australian, so, like, reality star? Yep. Like, a very, like, Buff, shiny faced, yep, yep. handsome doof. <laughs> yep. And that's him. That. I hope one he of them. Gets the job. He one of them came it. He in. It. I was like, huh? <laughs>
1: but you're for television. <laughs> you're not for me.
0: Yeah, why am I poking you in the chest right now? <laughs> why were you
1: poking him in the chest? Because <laughs> that's how I get along with people. Get along. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that's what you call it. Go on. Friday was my grandpapa's 90th. Mm-hmm. We went to, to dinner with the whole family 10 cousins, three aunts. Two grandparents One survivor (laughs) Um, So that was good That was a really good night Um, And yep Just seeing everyone That we haven't seen All together for like Three years So that was good Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd give my my, uh, Week Ten stars Ten cousins (laughs) Ten ten stars One walks out One One life One love One vision So are we left with Nine stars If one walks out Nine stars, nine stars out of five. Okay, great. but in the realistic way. In the realistic. way? Because we often thing. hyperbolize the star system. Right? I but have I... never hyperbolized you in my 72 life. You said half. <sighs> Jake? <laughs> yes. Jake's. If you had to give your week a rating of five stars. Yeah. what thing? Oh my god. Thank you for
0: asking. I suppose. Um, I'll give it like a hundred and seven. One hundred and seven stars. What did we
1: just say?
0: Um, I don't remember. Something about cats. Okay. Yeah, it yeah.
1: was.
0: <laughs> Um, yeah, 107. It's been ups and downs, which I feel like I say often. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and yet you always go for the big, big
0: scores. The best, um, um, oh, I suppose I do. Um, well, I feel big, you know, I feel, don't you dare say something about obesity. <laughs> no, no, no. I swear to I God. Leaning into the microphone, getting
1: <laughs> kind ready, of moistening my lips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can hear that saliva sloshing Did around. Big. <laughs> Sorry, carry on
1: your oh, um, largeness. Yeah,
0: I'd say that one of the, the midway points, if we're going, if there are ups and downs in the middle somewhere was me re-watching the Kira Knightly Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, I love that movie so yeah, much. I okay. spent I've seen this movie a number of times, and every single time I thought that one of the sisters was played by Michelle Williams, it's been Carrie Mulligan the entire time. Isn't
1: Carrie Mulligan like a singer?
0: No. Oh. She sings in shame.
1: The Michael you Fassbender know that's penis not what movie. I, was thinking of. I don't know that. I'm thinking of like that country singer, someone C- uh, uh, Casey, Casey Musgraves? Musgraves. That's what. Sorry, yeah, carry yeah, on. Yeah. I just got confused.
0: Otherwise, mm. what else has happened? Theater stuff has gone down. I've been finding myself having just a lot of very like frank, <laughs> bleeding conversations. <laughs> Terrific. Um, which has been something. Um, but it's like nice in the way that I don't know. I like that my life, at least for the last little while, has been quite densely populated by by significant real-life vocal exchanges. I like
1: that you're talking like a robot right I'm now. sorry,
0: to, me, me, <laughs> I me like is. to talk to people. I, <laughs> it's just been nice, I think. I think part of it of like, I definitely, part of what I've expected my adulthood to be like was somewhat shaped by Ellie McBeal. And I don't know if anyone's familiar with this, like, late 90s, early noughties legal drama. We've spoken about this before, and all I know about Ally McBeal is what you've told me. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but yeah, but there's something about the way that that show functions, and it's a bunch of adults who are being lawyers, but have so much time to just talk about, defend, and explain their romantic yearnings. Who and the time? Lawyers. Lawyers. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, things are fine and are simultaneously tremendous and atrocious. But we're getting through it. <laughs> oh,
1: my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's a big week. Um, I feel like we need to comment, we voted, baby. We did vote. I went against my... Yes. I- <laughs> what was that going I think I was
0: about to joke about not believing in democracy. I mean, I barely but-
1: <laughs> believe in democracy, but, like, it's the system we have. It's the system we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No. Uh. So, yeah. Happened. Great. I we got handed a socialist flyer while we were in the queue. This, oh great. Like many piercings, all black wearing socialists came up and give it to me and I was like, I could do this. Oh you could I could vote you, socialist. I could fuck I this, could socialist. Fuck this <laughs> socialist. Um <laughs> I mean not good. But I yeah, yeah. So that was fun. In a similar vein to you fucking a socialist,
0: go on. I went to, I voted early. Like like a hero. (laughs) I just couldn't be bothered with the cues. I went to vote early. I was waddling into the voting centre. Waddling. Waddling. And I was very elegantly (laughs) like the fanciest of the Happy Feet penguins. I've never
1: seen Happy Feet.
0: (laughs) Don't do it. It's really upsetting. What do you mean upsetting? Literally. And I don't even know if I'm remembering Happy Feet correctly. But what I recall is one of the penguins gets taken away from Antarctica? Is that where penguins live? Uh, yes. Away from Happy Feet Village. And there's this terrifying moment that will be seared into my noggin forever uh-huh. of when this penguin wakes up
1: in just, a zoo. Jake, just say penguin. Say penguin. What am I saying? You're saying penguin. I disagree. You're doing a Benedict Cumberbatch. In what way? Have you not seen him? He's like, there's this silly. Like, he narrates a documentary about penguins, but he can't say penguin. He's saying, like, penguin or penguin, which is what you're doing. Oh. Penguin. So
0: this chubby ice bird. Wakes up in a zoo. No! <laughs> and then what happens is, and again, I don't remember if I'm remembering Happy Feet correctly, or if okay. I saw Happy Feet then went to sleep. If you're just tuning in now, <laughs> Jake is <laughs> summarizing Happy Feet maybe wrong. <laughs>
1: we'll get back to our talking about voting later. <laughs> this chubby iceberg wakes
0: up in a zoo, realizes by like bonking his head on the glass of the enclosure. We then zoom out to outside the zoo. Oh, okay. Then we zoom out further to like the city that he's in. And then we zoom out further to the country that he's in, which is no longer Antarctica. Antarctica. And then we zoom out further and it's the world. And whenever Why I, do
1: we zoom out to the world? That
0: And that's what horrified me when I first saw it. I was like, I've never thought of the world as an isolated, <laughs> terrifying place to be trapped. And it was just this existential thing of like, regardless of what happens to you, you are trapped exactly as who you are and to an extent where you are. And it was like, why is Happy Feet making me have these epiphanies? Anyway, I think we should let the penguins go extinct. I...
1: We... That... <laughs> <laughs> every now and again, Jake, you say something that is so horrifying and yet so very just quintessentially you. <laughs> I think that was one of those moments. Being anti-penguin. Just being scared by Happy Feet. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh yes, We're going to rewind this. Yeah. Uh, voting. voting. Yeah. You, you, you said you oh. were in the queue.
0: <laughs> I was still even telling a story. Well, yeah, heading on up to the voting place, there's obviously all those people that are trying to like make you Get read you vote, their yeah. pieces of paper. And then, yeah, and then I start approaching, there's this like handsome guy all dressed in blue. And he was like, he handed me this pamphlet and he was like, oh, I like your hair because you know, his eyes work. And blue, so, so he was liberal? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. So he compliments my hair. He's was like, I love your hair. And I was like, oh, thanks. I really like your hat. Because he's a handsome man wearing a nice shade of blue yeah. <laughs> And his hat looks nice oh, no. And then, yeah, we sort of had like a little gun gesture And then I go and get in line for the voting <laughs> And then, of course, now I realise mm-hmm. That man was liberal. liberal And he was like a mascot for liberal Yeah. And then I also worried that he, because I complimented his hat That had liberal on it, which I didn't read Because I was overwhelmed <laughs> And now, and it was just a little thing of like Oh no, I've essentially told him that I'm going to vote for his, like, his friends But I'm not going to do that Because my heart works and <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> um... So I had to betray a hot liberal guy, which no. You know, which kind of makes me feel like a hero for the country. Yes, she does. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but you know, because I had to go against my, you know, my, my selfish inner yearnings. And as we've discussed of in this appeasing show the before, handsome, yes,
1: appeasing <laughs> the handsome is your first directive. It's not my first directive. <laughs> Do you want to? Yeah, directives? no. And um, then, yeah,
0: no. And then after that, I ran into my friend Catherine Lee, who was in charge of directing people into which queue they should be standing in.
1: Did she get you into the special voting queue where your votes actually get counted?
0: I asked her if there was a special voting queue oh, because i'm so special no <laughs> no no
1: um. catherine it's me <laughs> where do i come go? on. your ballots go in the bin my friend. I, I want a real ballot <laughs> <laughs> um all right how many real votes do we get this year um, yeah no but the socialists that handed me the paper i was like okay good they need to rebrand because the socialist voting paper it's all black with red writing mm-hmm which is not Spooky. a good <laughs> not... Yep. Uh, and the photos of, like, the people, like, doing that are like, look at me, vote for me, are just, like, not very good. <laughs> so, yeah. like, this looks horrifying and also, like, what I imagine a Nazi startup would look like. <laughs> so, uh, It's a difficult headshot to get right. It's a difficult to right. headshot to get right, but I think it would be better if it wasn't framed by black, red, and white. <laughs> it is a very Sideshow Bob aesthetic. It's a very Hitler aesthetic. Yep. 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 <laughs> so, socialists, if you're listening... Cool what it on the red in there. <laughs> Sparkles. Get some glitter on your voting palette. Yeah, yeah, rebrand socialists. Come on. Be more social. Um, do you want to talk about some theater? Oh, if we have to. Oh.
0: oh, Oh Praise Dionysus. <laughs> Praise him.
1: James! <laughs> You'll call. Hello.
0: <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, I went to a show. I went to the Motley Bow House. Yes! Okay, lovely. You're familiar with that place? Jack used to be the bar manager there. Jack Beebe. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Went there. They do plays. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <to reading. laughs> they, there's like a performance space at the back of this bar.
1: They sure do. Is it more so a performance space than it is a bar? I believe it's a bit of both. I think it's like a bar where performance people go, so it also is a performance space. Oh, groovy. Okay, yeah. It's in like Carlton. Oh, yeah. I'm saying all this without actually knowing. Nice. So no one hold me accountable.
0: Yeah, no, it was nice and the bartender man was live, like lovely. He was Gorgeous. Good. Yeah. yeah. So I went there to see Stop Over. There is a dash between the stop and the over.
1: Is that relevant to me now in some (laughs) way? (laughs) To
0: you picturing the word correctly.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Oh, Um, it's different. Yes, She-Hulk has a slash. Stopover has a dash. Yes. Is that a fact? She-Hulk has a slash, I assume. The new genders.
0: Carry on. Okay, sure. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, it's by Gary Duggan, who is uh, an Irish playwright. Um, It's called Stopover. Uh, the full disclosure portion of the situation, Um, it does... <laughs> much of the reason, as I've sort of explained throughout a few episodes of this podcast, um, this is the one I yep. was there... This is the one where I hacked into the internet and accidentally got really early tickets to this play because <laughs> someone informed me that Sebastiano Pitruzzello had... <laughs> I had decided to go on stage again <laughs> uh, once more. <laughs> Were the police um, waiting for you when you showed up? Shut up! No. So, uh, <laughs> so I have to reflag that. Sebastiano is so talented and he's so beautiful and it's so nice to see him do anything. Yep. Um. And that is as much as I'm. I'm going to try to limit. A good reason to see a show. He's wonderful. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So he was in it, and yeah, I was very excited to see this show. Um. Also in it was Zoe Hawkins, and I guess even before I explain anything about the show, I just want to say this cast is it's it's a two hander show. Mm. And they're both... Of course, anything I say about Sebastiano is going to be coloured by the fact that he's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> I just have a lot of bias for that you man. You do, you seem to. Um, yeah, but Zoe Hawkins, who, yeah, I'm, as far as I know, quite unfamiliar with. But, yeah, it was wonderful to see her be incredible. They were really, really... It was just the two of them in this, yep. like, little space. It was very much like... I don't know if anyone recalls what it was like to see shows at the Allen Cat back when that was a theatre space in Richmond. Oh. Yeah, just like this sweet, bricky little room and just a bunch of chairs inside of it. And... Yeah, it was just. What was the show, Jake? What was the show? Well, yeah, but I feel any. Okay, I'll get back to the cast because it it will be a thing that I keep returning to. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to say, I absolutely got lost (laughs) on the way to the theater. No, no, while watching the show. And that. (laughs) (laughs) But I like how both (laughs) versions of interpreting that sentence are absolutely believable. believable.
1: (laughs) Because I'm (laughs) stupid.
0: Um, Super lost So it was like This is And I do not blame the artists (laughs) (laughs) I blame James Duggan Oh (laughs) So my understanding I blamed Duggan the writer Oh It could have been Duggan's fault But I think it was me No It was like It's it's two people And they're like And we've talked about this before They're doing the thing Where instead of just doing The Like just acting out the scenes Mm. And just showing us what Life is like as it happens Yep They do the thing Where it's like I lift up um, the bottom of my dress, and I walk on a bridge, and I look in your eyes, and I think about this, mm, you know? Like, they're playing the floor subtext. is wet as I walk upon it. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're, like, saying subtext and, like, action and, like, geography cool. and stuff. You know? So they're doing that. So it's that style of writing, which already sort of, like, pushes me out to a distance, yeah. you know? Emotionally? Yeah. That's just how my mind works. Um, so, but... <laughs> <laughs> so the play itself, it's two people reconnecting after some time oh my God. So Okay, So I have to, not to immediately go back to talking about Sebastiano Do it After saying that I wouldn't
1: <laughs> And yet here we are
0: Um. So we go in, they're preset Which is a thing that I've come to love <laughs> You've really come around to this whole preset <laughs> thing, haven't it's you? G- it's genius
1: Everyone, if you're staging a show, do a <laughs> preset. preset Whack those actors on stage I want people pretending to have a conversation it's I want a miming Oh, gross. Yeah, yeah, that's the best part of theatre, when people are in the background pretending to have a conversation. That's the best. That's the best Especially part of Especially if theater. they were just talking, yes, and so now they, they have to <laughs> mime it. <laughs> he, he, I'll do an impression of it. Okay, well, you're the new kid here. <laughs>
0: yep, and then that's you just, it. like, mouth nonsense next to the lockers while you wait for the main characters to enter from stage left. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, exactly that. Sorry, go
0: on. Yeah, so they're preset. Yep. Stunning. It was also a preview, if that's worth bringing up. Oh Yeah, so, yeah. We go in, the preset. We're warned about the preset, which was a nice little touch, I thought. It's like, guys, don't be spooked, but Zoe and Sebastiano will be on stage already.
1: Oh! Oh. That's nice that they warned you, I guess. I suppose so. It's weird that they warned you, isn't it? I'm never warned if people are going to be on stage. No, it was a nice little touch. they're dressed as... Hitler or something. But uh, well, so go inside, they're standing there, and yep. it's like, oh great to see Sip,
0: which is what I call him. And great mm-hmm. to see Zoe, whom I do not know, but again you call seems her wonderful. Zoe? <laughs> her name is Zoe. Uh so we go in, we're ready. They they're about to start. I'm like, let's get blown away. This is gonna be
1: fantastic. Um love a two hander. Do you what do you think of two handers? Um, I, I, look honestly I can't say I've actually seen too many. I guess oh my god. Um, can you clarify for me? You keep saying two-hander. That's just a two-person show. Oh, sure. I-, I have this 18-year-old friend and she didn't know what a two-hander was last night either. That's me. That's so me. I will speak to you. Because <laughs> in my head it's just a two-person show, but now that you've said it, I'm like, Oh, Wait. yeah. No, yeah.
0: Literally just a play with two okay. people in it. Oh,
1: great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um...
0: Like theme-wise, genre-wise, content-wise... That to me feels like a very broad question because it's sort of like saying,
1: what's your favourite show? Like, I, I well, don't...
0: sort of, but like, think of like the limitations of a two-hander So you've yep. got two actors yep. They presumably really probably have to stay on stage For most of the show yep. If we're thinking like
1: traditional I think sketch I think <laughs> sketch shows I think a two-hander lends itself to sketch comedy Because it gives the people the opportunity To just chop and change things up as they go Oh, so you need like a lot of variation You want a bunch of like different... Well, this is why I say it depends on the people, because if it's a long, serious show with two people, they'd better be good. Okay, sure. Because if even one of them is slightly duddish, I, I'm going to sleep, which I have actually done during a show before. mm mm-hmm. um, Yeah, and I think it was a two-hander now that I think about it. But, um, unrelated. What, what about you, Jake? What's your ideal two-hander? Ideal two-hander? Ah!
0: I'd say, oh, I just want passion. I just want... Yeah. You know? Yep. That's, for some reason, that's what I want. I just, because I really love the idea. And especially with these two, like the two of them, just like these two actors, like Zoe and Sebastiano. Wonderful. Like almost like immediately. It's like, obviously I came in with Petrizzello bias, but yeah, Zoe very quickly proved herself to be like, oh my God, wonderful as well. Mm. And as they proceeded to perform, it was, yeah, just re- their talent was super duper Oh obvious. right, well thank you yeah. for that That's um, yeah. And for that reason it was like, oh, this is fantastic This is splendid This is like, okay, even within the first five minutes I'm like, oh, I'm, gonna re- I'm really looking forward to just being like Trapped in this bricked up room with these two people mm. So that was a nice feeling To feel kind of like in safe hands And also like, oh, th- we did make the mistake I went with my pal Saxon And we oh. sat in the front row <laughs> Which, of course, always a fantastic idea yes. This time it meant it was <laughs> We were very close to them um, which was great, but I did feel like, you know, the thing where you, I think I feel like, especially if you know a person in a show and you sit that close to them, mm. you feel like they are, they are forced to be aware of your
1: presence to yes. an extent that you almost feel like it's impolite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I sat in the smack bang and we, we sat in the front row for Footloose and I felt very pointedly Flynn was not looking at any of us. Right. Okay. Like, I, was it a similar thing? Like, was he just not... Looking your direction
0: Oh, oh no, this is (laughs) No, you make it sound like this is a Sebastiano No, uh, no, no Um, It it was more the thing of like Worrying that you are causing some sort of like Distraction in what, what Oh, sure You know, you worry that you're impeding someone's capacity To be like their best Because they even like one Like an ounce of their brain is like Oh,
1: I know that person. <laughs> where, wherever I go, I, I turn heads, Jake. So I, I've just given up on trying to not distract. Me. Of course, because people are like, what was that smell? <laughs>
0: um, yeah. But anyway, yes. So we were so in the thick of the action because of how close we were to these performers that yep. it almost felt like you know those like those like those rides where you get inside like a, like a caravan that's on hydraulics and it rocks you around. Oh, like to... a four D sort of like like what, a four like... D yeah, yeah, Shrek. Like, venture. We're going to.
1: I was going to go space. You went to Shrek. <laughs> Telling. <laughs> we're going to Mars with Shrek. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we were close up to the Green action. Man on the Red Planet. That's what that would be called. Carry Fantastic. on.
0: Uh, yeah. So we're very much e- embroiled in it. Uh, yeah. So then the show proceeds to begin, and just when I think I can't get more overwhelmed, they start talking, and James, they've accents, got accents, they've... accents,
1: accents, <laughs> southern accents, <laughs> southern accents. They have
0: brutal speech impediments. <laughs> I'm joking. They have Irish accents. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> um, Can okay. you imagine, though, they're doing a show where the plot is they've both had, like, <laughs> like terrible tongue piercings that have just... <laughs>
1: ruined their capacity to it's speak just the two people on stage the whole time I could believe that actually um, Irish accents yes do your best Irish accent Oh, that was
0: it I don't know what you want me to say it's not bad I find it so irritating when people try to do accents because it's so obnoxious you know those people that think it's really interesting to sort of walk around and pretend that, oh that, what? that's really good for some reason I'm okay at doing an Irish accent I have this friend that I work with who is from Ireland and he says Jake I don't understand, you sound more Irish than I do You do, what and the fuck, I don't that's know.
1: really good Well, <laughs> okay,
0: stop it Some people get generational trauma I feel like I got that as well But I also got <laughs> the, the, the tongue of my ancestors You're a real
1: mixed bag Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. so
0: they're Irish, Irish Which does not does not increase my chances of getting out of this show Unromantically scathed, I'll tell you that Ew, for free <laughs> No, not, um, not if it's
1: Sebastiano doing an Irish accent
0: No, yeah, no 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 So, but yeah, so the show itself Then, so but they start good. speaking Irish I'm immediately overwhelmed (laughs) And then So it's about And so this is me And I've consciously not Looked up the plot Um And I I'm gonna Insist that That means that you can go And see it for yourself And you can determine What you think happened Because me Because again I fully believe That it's me Not Paying the right style Of attention (laughs) Right I don't know why were your eyes closed? <laughs> no, no. So it was like I was engaged. I would just keep getting lost in like thoughts and their performances <laughs> cuz I might be simple. No yeah, comments. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, so I go. They start talking Irish, and it's them in New York City. So it's like Sebastiano is playing someone that used to live in Ireland and is now living in New York City, and is welcoming his like pal from his past, with whom he has vague romantic entanglements, who has just come to town, um, and he's like showing her a good time in New York City. And they right. have this sort of like long, sprawling adventure, and there's like romantic stuff. He's it comes about that he's in some sort of love with her, and to some extent, always has been. And she d- doesn't feel the same way, and they're kind of like wrestling with that a little bit. Mm. Um, and they're also sort of individually going through their own stuff as well. There's also there's also some playing with time a little bit, I think, and oh. that's why I, okay. <laughs> this is the part that lost me was because was because there were these moments where the stuff would be happening, and then that seemingly be because again the the two performers and the text is. Not just doing naturalistic... Like, we aren't just watching two people live their lives and reading into their subtleties and their nuances and interpreting our own understanding of what's going on. Right. Like, we're not getting moments where it's, like, someone putting their hand on, like against someone's cheek and we're watching what that does to their body. Yep. We're hearing people, while doing these actions, being like, I put my hand on your cheek and it's moist from the rain. I feel your hand against me and I'm reminded of the springtime. Like, that's what we're hearing them say. Okay. And so it removes... And I think this is part of why I got a little bit lost was because when you remove the need for the audience to interpret very much, you kind of take away their need to do anything. And that that level, that that unique type of disengagement... said things at. Well, yeah, and that that type of disengagement, maybe... Perhaps that frees up enough of their brain for them to get lost in something else or something? Like, if they're not responsible for having to pick apart what the humans in front of them are doing... Then what are we doing? Then yeah and i'd say that's i'd say that's definitely a tasting like it's an absolutely valid way of telling a story but i think for me in the way that my brain functions i think if i'm not left to like watch zoe and sebastiano two very very wonderful capable actors do stuff that i'm then tasked with like using my mirror neurons and my empathy and my analytical brain to pick apart what i'm left with is kind of just like taking it face value and Believing that they are accurately representing what's going on in their inner world And
1: apparently time travelling?
0: And time travelling in the sense like I think there's this part where I think she keeps flashing I I think by the end we're meant to understand That the bulk of what happens in front of us Is the two of their memories of this day they had Together in New York From the vantage point At least on Zoe's character's perspective Of running into him later in their lives at the beach. And he doesn't know that she's seen him with his new family and child. And she sees his happiness from a distance. And is therefore also kind of reflecting on this night they had together. Where where, where they like could
1: have changed everything. Oh and she's sort of like. Oh but instead I didn't do that I did this. Is Is that the vibe? Sort
0: of. That's kind of my understanding. Like the idea. And it's a thing that we've talked about before. And it's a thing that I've especially lately been thinking about too. Is like. Living a life that you then have to reflect back upon
1: Yep And, yeah, and these
0: moments that like Especially especially those like, And I think maybe it's almost the, an insidious thing about life Is that you don't As much as you think you do You don't know the things that you'll look back on mm. And think Oh I should have done that differently Because so much would be different
1: now And I had no idea even at the time That I was making a huge decision Yeah, yeah, yeah Horrifying The cosmic horror of being known Yeah, yeah <laughs> We hate and hate Oh um, well, that's tragic
0: Yeah And there's something There was stuff in there And I, th- I think um, A line that I quite liked Was um, Zoe's character said That she feels nothing And Sebastiano's character said You can't feel nothing And I d- just never heard some... it, uh, It's a really simple thing to say mm. But it was like If you're feeling nothing Then that's something That you're feeling And it can't be nothing Because you're feeling it
1: Oh, don't do this to me John. You know? And <laughs> I thought that was Like, a, that. Yeah, yeah
0: That's, you know One of those like sentiments That's almost not made Of enough words But it's like Oh God, that is that does illuminate something. Golly, well, yeah.
1: I'm sad now. That has made me sad. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, p- part of me almost wishes that it had been in Gaelic or something, because it would have left. I think what I was craving
1: was some guesswork. You like going to see a show and having to figure things out. I
0: think just I, I think I just like going to a show, and I think especially with a two-hander, and especially going into this already enamored by Sebastiano. And falling, like, r- rapidly in love with Zoe and her performance style Because there's something so, like, graceful and simple about At least this performance And I'm looking forward to seeing more stuff she does Because the grace of this woman is mm. just Yeah, oh my god Yeah, really something And I was so grateful for like, for my first experience of her To be so intimate and up close to her And seeing, yep. like, you know, just, like, the way that Like, the small things that her face
1: does Nearly too intimate and up close <laughs> <laughs> My own fault um, <laughs> Well, it sounds like even if you didn't quite I want to say understand what was going on. It sounds like it definitely moved you.
0: <laughs> um, in a number of ways. It certainly, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, it illuminated for me the thing, like, those things about living. <laughs> and those things, I, I I appreciate a time that a text does something that it, it isn't necessarily my style of text or my style of theatre, because yep. it has to make me, as it does for you, I'm sure as well, yep. makes you reassess the things that you do look for in art. Um, and again, part of the point of this podcast is to say that it's not good or bad because yep. it doesn't correspond to what we think good is, you know, like we it's all have our own definition styles, of good or bad. Yeah. This yeah. Is a, yeah. I just think I need, I, I would, yeah, I want to see, I'm excited some, I'd hopefully get the chance to see both of these actors in a piece where. You'd see Seb the, do anything. I would see, I'd see him do anything, but that's, um, as with anybody, I would love to see, them in something, partly because they're clearly so capable and so wonderful to watch. Mm. Um, I'd love to see them in a piece where they get to showcase the fact that they can express so much more than just what words can afford them the capacity to
1: express. Yeah, it's almost, it feels almost at that point, like if you're gonna, and this is just again a comment on that style of writing, if you're gonna write like that, why make it a play? Like that, as to, opposed to a novel or as something. as opposed to a novel or a poem. Like that, to me, feels more like yeah. You you've got the words to say. Why do you need people to act them out? I wonder. Yeah, to me, I don't know. what what I guess, part of the writer says this is how I'm going to write this, but I'm going to have the people actually do it. Hmm. It is interesting, isn't it? Mm. And I guess uh, it must have something to do with like the the artist's relationship with
0: language. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Um. I wonder. And this, I'm. I know nothing about Gary Duggan. I don't know what sort of person he is. But I guess too, there's like that sort of discourse leads me in the mindset of like, obviously like being a playwright, I've had so many conversations with other writers and stuff about the collaborative nature of theatre mm. um, and the difference between writing a novel and writing a play. Yeah. And one of them seeming a little bit... like You take a lot more like ownership and deliberateness and you're kind of like... Obviously there are elements of this that are exceptions or whatever, but when you're writing a novel, you can kind of control... So much more of the reader's experience just by virtue of you only really have the words to choose. And if you choose the words, that's kind of the the journey they'll go on. Um, But then you write a play and it's like, you have to, in order to survive that process, you have to be in love with the idea of this is going to, if this is going to get staged, it's going to have to breed a community of people that bring this to life. And every member of that community is going to affect how this story gets told. Yeah. And if you can't fall in love with that process, you can't write a play and survive that. Mm. You know, because if you want it to just be you, you th- that's Write not theater making. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Write a book. And so I think I, th- there is a possibility that something th- that connected to this style of writing that is very like quite expositional. And as we've described, like I put on the jumper and it smells of you. And I walk down, I walk into the because street and look a- at the moon. Yeah. It's like th- the idea of writing like that, there could be something in the sense of like, the, the writer wanting to be responsible for every image
1: that gets conjured and mm. every thought that gets understood because to me that almost sounds like it's words that need to go over some sort of contemporary dance or some sort of like physical strong visual bit be- yeah that's be- interesting because, because yeah because the words are all like this and I, I I can't I'm not an actor I'm not a, I, it's just the words are the words you can't do much more with them if they are just like sort of Explaining exactly what you're feeling and what you're doing So sure. you do need something else to sort of do it Because otherwise it is just, to me at least Reading a book to someone Oh sure, sure Well first off, you are an actor Let's bear that in <laughs> mind
0: um, Yeah, and that's an interesting directorial thing And yeah, and I'm certain that's a thing that Chelsea Matheson Who directed it um, Would have certainly really, really considered when staging this thing because it's like, I I don't know what, like rights-wise, what they have to do. Um, Presumably there's a lot of freedom, as there tends to be with these sorts of pieces in terms of how to direct it. Um, And yeah, as you rightly say, and that's the thing that Saxon and I, who I saw it with, um, were talking about a lot on The Walk Home, was like, as you've just pointed out, which I find equally interesting, of like, you've got these naturalistic scenes and and is there anything in kind of like blowing these scenes open in the way that they're staged? Like if the text is going to be quite... Like not dry. If it, if the text is gonna be It does what it says on the can. If yeah, if the text is gonna tell you so so much, um about the sort of like the the, the naturalistic, lived real-time experience of the characters, is there something to be gained by clomping on top of that
1: something additionally like something additional for the audience layer. to digest as well? Yeah. You know? I remember this is a really bizarre tangent, but I remember in like primary school when I was like barely able to remember things, um we were re- Do you ever read this book? Like, our teacher would sit in front of us and she read us this book. Yeah. And it was like, Mr. Smith went down the street. His neighbour was so old. Mr. Smith went and did this. And, um, just a very normal, boring story. But then she read it again and showed us the pictures. And it was like, Mr. Smith went down the street. His neighbour was so old. His neighbour was like, a literal dinosaur, like, in, like, a hat. So it was like, just this way of sort of like, the visual stuff that went along with the words just altered everything immediately. And as a child, that was sort of like, "Whoa, <laughs> writing and visual things are two separate storytelling beats." Was, uh, so I just, I always come back to that. I mm. want to find that book. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's just my one tangent. I wanted to throw into the mix. Sure, no, that's a nice Picture tangent. Picture books. <laughs> I had nothing else to go on. Oh, sure. No, no, no.
0: Um, no, that's that's super lovely, and I think that's that's like a sweet. Not to sound condescending, that's like a like a simple illustration of what I think yep. is, especially when it comes to theater making, like a complicated concept. Exactly. Because I think I, when I was first introduced to, to the idea during my undergraduate degree um, by Barry Lang, he was talking. I think he called it double percussion, where if something in the piece is already telling you something or getting some sort of point across, you don't need other things in the piece also getting that point across. Yes. You know. Um, and the idea of double percussion being like If you've already got someone hitting the beat You don't need a second drum hitting on the same beat as well You know, yeah. Especially if you've got another a whole other element of what your performance is Why, why waste it by telling the same thing? Mm. You know, like you can have the text telling us that these people are in love And blah 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 blah, blah. But you could use, as you say, like dance or lighting mm. or sound or something To convey some other facet of like a similar element of what the theme yeah. is but but not something so similar to what's already being told to us. Interesting. Um. Yeah. But yeah, a really worthwhile experience. Um. Yeah. Really grateful for having seen it. And. Yeah. Stop dash over. Stop slash over. Oh, you St- said it was a dash. Did
1: I? Yeah. I no. You said She Hulk had a dash. No, She Hulk has a slash. Like a slash, like a like a website. No, a slash is in someone slashed a knife through the paper. Slash like a like a diagonal yes, line. Yes, a slash. Okay, she- so I guess. Hulk. I guess she slash Hulk, or like a She Hulk. Used to be. I haven't actually looked recently. She before. Hulk and Stopover are similarly stylized, title-wise. Ah, uh, the YouTube at uh, YouTube video for this would be like this wild connection between Stopover and She Hulk, same we'll universe. Yeah, Yang- question mark? <laughs> and then a red circle around something really random in a picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. Um- she Hulk coming out soon. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> um hi. Hello James. Hi Jake. Hey. We got to stop in, in doing that as an introduction to every bit. <laughs> Hello.
0: <laughs> hi. Ah, um okay my friend Jake. <laughs> I went to Curtain House. Did you know they do plays there sometimes? Curtain House. Where's Curtain House again? In like the Toph the I don't know what the building's called. You know where oh, the, the one where the like yeah, is yeah 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 yeah. And it's just like do a, they s- do a play in there. Well they do Well there's a stage at the 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 Curtain House which is yeah. Oh. I don't. I've only ever. I saw Jay Brennan there once. Mm-hmm. Mind blowing, and like, I guess it's for gigs. It's. Th- th- I saw a play there.
1: Great. Or you had a
0: very good fever dream. <laughs> I Law and Order PTV. Dun 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 dun. dun, 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 uh. dun pow,
1: wow. <laughs> uh,
0: written by Faye O'Toole and directed by Zach Dixon and Tess Walsh. Hmm. Uh Yeah, so yeah, so went to Curtain House Yep Sat there, lovely, like Front row? No, no, no Because I was like, because it's it's one of those shows that I've seen promoted for quite some time And so you know how if you see, like, ads for something enough times You are forced to invent what the show is Yep You know, I've definitely had that And I've invented the idea that it's the sort of show where the front row is going to get dragged on stage Oh, sure, sure, like, can I check your ticket? James, it's funny you say that oh, because no. Oh, no. <laughs> while I'm Hang sitting on. there, ready, ready? Dun, dun. Uh, while I'm sitting there in like the third row on the side, because I'm also worried about being tall, so I try to go on the side as possible. They have a preset bit. There's <laughs> so we're sitting there, and they let us in like 20 minutes before the show starts. Are which you alone? Uh, yes, James. I in went life, to... <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, I went to this play by myself. Oh, I so I sat there on the side, third row back. Um, and sitting there just
1: reading my book in the low light, which, yes, is bad for your eyes, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to read. Stinky nerd. Um, We've (laughs) spoken about how audience participation works on this show a lot, and I recently said that, like, on the edge of the third row is the perfect spot to pick someone from. But on the, like, the outer edge, not the inner, like, aisle edge. Like, the outer edge. Okay,
0: okay, right, like, not accessible. Well, it's 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 accessible because there are with The way the space works I'm as accessible as the people in the centre There we go Ugh. But yeah So we're sitting there Reading a damn book Yep And, yeah, and then these, these two actors come out And they're checking people's keys. Because it's about public transport Is it? It's about public transport baby And so they're walking around checking keys. And they're very the charming Good at improv actors doing this But I'm like Of course having this like Mild panic attack inside of me Because it's like I'm I don't want to interact I don't want to do this (laughs) It's bad enough on the tram I never want to do this And I know that it makes me not fun And I know that it makes me (laughs) An irritating like dull presence in an audience But I just As I keep harping on about I just want to be left in the dark
1: Leave me in the dark Quack quack
0: quack quack, I just want to
1: be quacking in the corner
0: (laughs) I just want to be in the dark Just (laughs) let me sit here and watch your play But anyway The the girl (laughs) The girl that inspected my ticket Was really great and really lovely And we had like a sweet little conversation But it was like Oh, anyway, full disclosure portion. Um, Tom Costigan is in it. Who I believe you've met. I Maybe. think because I did a development with him over a couple of days.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, I did meet Tom. Yeah,
0: wonderful Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom Costigan was in it, and uh, I just uh, even before seeing this show, he's just like this immaculate guy. He's just like in the way that I really, really love the the way he performs. I love the the energy that he brings to things. I just think. Um, there's like a, I don't know. There's just like a, like a sweetness to him, just in life. Um, I don't know. There's, there's something about him that I just really gravitate towards. Right. So like that, that was like part of the reason that I was there was to see him because mm-hmm. he's just great and that. A- otherwise, uh, Tess Walsh. <laughs> I w- worked with her for a brief period, and at a Christmas party, we drunkenly nailed some Spring Awakening together. So I just want to say that too, in case that colors my opinion of this work. That colors <laughs> my opinion
1: of this work. <laughs> Yeah. So the play Are you gonna big- watch the Spring Awakening documentary? Uh yes I am. Great. Yes. What's it called again? Those you've known? Those you've known, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I want to see what Leah Michelle has to say about a lot of things. Okay. In general. I just want to hear her say things with her mouth. Because you want your opinion of her to get a shake up? I want my opinion of her to just be double down on. That she's in suffering. Oh, oh, so you're gonna hate watch this thing in I terms think of so. the Leah Michelle portion. I think portion. so. Yes. Okay. Yes, so we'll see. Time will tell. That's an interesting feeling. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so,
0: so the show begins, and then so it ends up. So it's like high energy, vibrant satire. High energy. Like, how, high, how are you? Oh my god. Yeah. So we just like meet this cast of characters, and it's it's we meet all these people that work for PTV, <laughs> uh-huh. and they are they're just like red hot. Like the idea is that it's like genre wise, it's like. One of those, like I don't even know what you call them, but you know where, like the CSIs live, <laughs> you know their workplace, the like, yeah, like the the
1: police house adjacent thing, yeah, like the office where they wait for murders, <laughs> <laughs> ah, the murder office yes, yeah, yeah, okay, sure, so it's that, but for the public transport people,
0: yes, um, we which for a number of reasons
1: is like an exciting setup, and and with this, I feel genre. like this is a very good. Like, way people do shows, like, what's a workplace that we could get some characters out of? Sure. Yeah, sure. PTV, sure. And, and I think... I like that. It's, and I, I and what I like about
0: that is, like, this is a group of people that need to be satirised. Yes. Because in many ways, they are the villains
1: of... <laughs> Dare I say, they're the cunts of the world. It's atrocious. Yeah. And
0: it does, like, we've all kind of had that moment, I think, like, those of us who... I, like, I love catching a train. I love Same. public... Oh, oh public romanticizing,
1: looking out the window. Oh, fuck, I love it so much. Yep, absolutely but the way that we're all
0: just, like, sitting in a river together, waiting to be carried to our destination... Okay, you're going That's, more romantic than I... I
1: well,
0: <laughs> it's just so nice. But then the thing that ruins the magic is these people policing this nonsense. Oh, my God. Um, and and we've, I feel like we've all sort of had that thought, or we've heard someone shout at
1: them, like, yep. why would you choose to do this with your life? Yeah. You know? like. Yeah, it seems worse than any job to pick. It's like, no. It's bizarre no, to yeah, me Yeah, yeah. It's so silly um, Especially when like y- You do have conversations With a few of them And of course they're Like fully formed people But
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know It's like oh you seem Really lovely Why Why are you doing this? Yeah Yeah yeah. And, and part of what was Great about this show I think is it sort of like Didn't necessarily answer That question But it showcased Like obviously It being satire It's like these people Have such a passion For their work It's like yeah, right. We have to go yeah. out there And get these guys like, yeah. they, they consider themselves To be such heroes Of the city
1: that must be like must be part of it. There must be a skewed version of justice to some of them. Cause they do really seem to get off on it. Do you think so? Oh god The amount of times I've seen them Like doing their little They all stand in their little I'm gonna stand over here And guard the door While you go over there And look at that person And then you're going to scan Your fucking little stupid ticket thing I don't, <laughs> don't fucking know It is wild oh, oh isn't god. it? Yeah And like the, they take themselves So seriously It's like you're not the police <laughs> You've just got silly little badges And scan guns You cunts And like, Oh Yeah Move
0: on <clears throat> um, Yeah but it is fascinating for that Because I don't understand And my mind wants to go to Some sort of Almost like a brainwashy place In terms of yes. trying to understand them In the way of like I don't I don't get where the passion for the work comes from. I don't understand what, and that's part of what, it, it, this really scratched a lot of these like mental issues for me. Like this, this show, it, this show surprised me in the way that it did kind of like prod at these things that I hadn't really had the chance to interrogate off a tram <laughs> sure, in the sure, way of like, yeah. what are these people walking around doing, as you say, quite proudly, proudly. but it's like, it seems like almost one of those jobs where it's like, if no one applied for this position, no one would do it Yep absolutely. And then we would just get to ride trains for free yeah. Like I feel like we should Because we should. that Mikey rollout cost so much money mm-hmm. If they had just instead gotten rid of ticketing We could have had a free
1: experience And the I government I like there are f- more complicated factors to it That we can't unpack here on this podcast And oh, we're just two simple men We're two simple men Yeah But it does seem to me like Yes we should just be able to get from point A to point B Yes um, just like use taxes for it. I've never see, seen any like the trainee people going around with them, tr- like, like trainee, the trainee like ticket inspectors. Yeah, no, like young people. Yeah, like in their late twenties, mm. like with them jotting down notes and looking feverishly excited. It's the sort of people oh. to me that would have protected the Captain Cook Monument from being trashed.
0: God, see now, even just having this conversation, it's now illuminating. Like, oh, it could be a bunch of people who are like upper middle class. Yep. Who thinks that the dirt people are riding the trains and we need to make sure that they're doing
1: it correctly. Yep. I think that's, I think that's absolutely what that sort of like bias is. Because when oh. I, when I think of these people, I do think of, oh, you're poor. Like that's exactly the sort of attitude they seem to have. Oh my God. And I hate it. Well, that's I hate dark. it a lot. Christ. For the show. The show. Oh my God. High energy, wonderful This cast was like Top
0: to bottom Splendid Right Like the sort of thing Where it was like the, so. The, the structurally It didn't really have It had one Kind of almost like Joke of a through line Which was Marvelous And I won't ruin In case they Like restage it or something mm. There's just Yeah One flimsy joke Of a through line That carries you Through the entire piece But otherwise It's almost like a can, couple you, can you tell me that joke now, and you can just bleep it out? I'll tell you later. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's he's going to tell me later, guys. <laughs> um, but otherwise, it's almost like it—it's nearly episodic or something. Like there's just like a, there's a few missions that the PTV team right. goes on, and there's like a, a series so it's, it's of CSI. It is. CSI. It's kind of CSI. Yeah. it's yep. like a series of enemies that they have to take down. Dun dun. And they—and there's kind of like a love story, and the characters all kind of have little foibles, mm. and there's like a boss, and—and um, and this cast is so. Multifaceted in the in their talents and comedic sensibilities And it's amazing because I, I don't know really anything about the development process But it felt like they'd almost written it in a way to And this is a credit to the casting and to the directing And of course to the cast themselves It was, it seemed as if it was almost written to highlight What all the performers were amazing at Oh my god, amazing You know, every, it seemed as if Everyone was so good at what they were doing That it almost felt like It's almost like Almost like a circus in the way, like they get the trapeze yeah. guy to the, do the trapeze. They get
1: the strong men to do the strong they get things. Get the tumbling men to be best friends and tumble around together.
0: Oh my god! You get the tumbling Italian brothers to yep. do seesaw tricks and then embrace each other when it goes well.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, good on them! Good on them! Oh, that's, that's love that's support. Um, also, love circus, everybody. Oh, no, no more circus. <laughs> Kill the circus. <laughs> Let it die. Unless there are tender men in it. <laughs> Oh, I see. Oh. So the circus is only worthwhile if it's got men in it no,
0: it. no, no tender men. Um, I will, I will say that a surprise for me was the amount of dancing that was in the <laughs> is show. Was it a m- musical or? No, it oh. was it was a play that had like a bunch of music in it. Please tell me there was a tap dance.
1: No. Oh, <laughs> I will not tell you that because I feel like I could imagine this having a tap dance on a tram. That sure. seems to make sense to me in my head. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, no,
0: but that's the thing, it did have a lot of things where it was like, oh, I, I don't even, do I have an example of these things? Uh, things where it's like, they were little things that you notice as you ride public transportation. Mm. Um, these like little tiny things, like even like the rage that you feel uh, when someone brings music onto a tram. Oh! Or the rage you feel when it's just like, I don't want to be around people, but I need to go to Melbourne Central Station. And I don't have a car. And now there are people against my body. Oh, sure. <laughs> yep. You that know have fun. You know, like those sorts of, yeah, these little tiny moments for us PTV fans. It was nice the way, and I'm just realising this now, it was sweet the way that it made people who go on public transportation feel like they did have this connection.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I always there's always a little brief window that's like, we're all here in the great river of the tram together. Uh. <laughs> like, like, it is sort of, even like little things like someone gets on that like has their music going and you make eye contact with someone else and you both roll your eyes. Yeah. Like those little moments do make me feel... An overwhelming amount of joy That I shouldn't feel In those little moments Mm. or like moments When you like Push the stop button For someone who's looking For the stop button But can't find it Yeah And you sort of have Like camaraderie I love public transport Yeah I love public transport For all those reasons Yeah exactly That is so
0: nice Yeah Oh I do wish And I think if this were to happen I would maybe regret it But I would love it If there was more of a spirit Of like When you get on a tram It's not ridiculous For someone to start A conversation with you
1: Oh we differ there No 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 I think public transport Is like the men's bathroom you don't talk, but there is camaraderie. You know, it's like, no, no, we're all here together. And if something funny happens, we'll, we'll laugh, but I'm not going to talk to you. That's this, what public transport should be. Look, you're probably right. I, oh, I am right. The thing you just said
0: reminded me of this horror story that happened to me. It's a very brief story. Go on. Horrific. <laughs> so I'm, I was on, when I was living in Sydney, my family came and visited me. And they were staying in this like hotel or something For like the night that they were there for And I went to visit them And somehow And I truly do not remember how this like, turn of events occurred Because it makes no sense to me In my understanding of myself okay. Somehow my father and I end up in a steam room together Okay So we're in a steam room okay, right. Again No idea how that came to be Are you on drugs? What? <laughs> I must have been a different person you, well, that is not <laughs> It's you. like Where? That part of my life So I'm in the steam room With my father And there's like Two other gentlemen So these guys In like their mid-twenties Are already in the steam room Sitting there So we go in there We're sitting there And then While we're sitting there My father starts Trying to talk to them Like he starts initiating This conversation So So how how, how are you fellas going I was like Father what the fuck are you
1: doing What the fuck And so I'm
0: sitting there Wishing for death And so And he keeps And the guys are being like Polite and sweet But obviously doing the thing Where it's like You let your sentences End on it down
1: Yeah yeah Uh Oh yeah that's fine
0: yeah, anyway, let's go back to like wet silence. Yes. <laughs> the best guy. But of no, but my father being the sort of person that wants to talk to anybody in like instead of just sitting in silence with them. Never about anything emotionally substantial, of course. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh Family Drama. Yeah. Yes, um, but yeah, and kept trying to have this conversation with them. And then eventually the two guys left, as any human would. Yes. And I but I think I think to my father's credit, I think they the two guys were also done with their sauna
1: experience. Sure, they weren't but, like, Oh, this guy's weird.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no. But yeah, the moment they left, I was like, Father. You don't. You do don't talk that. in a sauna. <laughs> no, unless you're looking to bang. You don't talk in a sauna. Yeah. No. Um. God. Do you know the Finnish? Like people that live in Finland. Oh right, not <laughs> the end of the world. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the big Finnish. <laughs> I had a big Finnish last night. Roll, <laughs> Sorry. Um. The Finnish culturally, they prefer silence because they think it's a show of like respect, respect and intimacy and yeah. They think it's oh, intimacy to be like they comfortable
1: to, in silence with each other.
0: In the way that they have this saying, where it's like, I think it's like conversation is good. Golden, but silence is diamond, or something. You know, like Shop. they probably they, sounds better in Finnish. It's absolutely better in Finnish, and but they they value silence over conversation yeah. because they think it says so much more.
1: That's so lovely. I wish we all thought
0: like that. Yeah, that's something, isn't it? And speaking of big finishes, they they which is a nice little neat segue back into the show. Look at you, the big finish. Um, yeah, going back to the dancing as well. Mm. There's a big dance number at the end. There's dance numbers throughout the thing, tightly choreographed, really well executed. Oh, great! I had this moment during the like literally the closing number where they're like almost doing like an encore of their final dance piece <laughs> um where Tom Costigan my beloved is at the front of this like triangle of their dancing and they're all decked out and it's all shiny pop and locking and the cast the, the way that they're performing almost with the energy of like cheerleaders this dance sequence, a lot of the dances were reminiscent of my, like, Rocka days, which I thought oh. was, it's such a, like, type of dancing. <laughs> oh, is it? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not all the numbers were like this, but, like, especially some of the earlier ones, it was like, this is Rocka choreography, oh. which I was in love with. And, but yeah, so this final dance piece is happening, and they're dancing, and the whole show has been very high energy, but there was something about the way that they were nailing these moves at the very end. After having done what was a, a really impressive... Vibrant, goofy, strange show Did you cry? No, no, okay. no, no But I wasn't far off it Because yeah, of this yeah, yeah. So I was like We got They were dancing It was marvellous um, again, high energy, vibrant, fantastic. This group of people, you, they've just done a whole show for you. The audience has really liked it. They seem really proud of it, justifiably. They're doing this beautiful dance, and it's like the, 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 all these feelings, which are some of which I'm sure I'm projecting, these feelings of pride and exuberance mm. and excitement and joy that they had telling us this story has been allowed to fill their bodies up and is now expressing itself through dance. And it was oh, like,
1: oh, that's so nice! It was
0: like, it's, it's so nice to get to see people be this joyous and energized and passionate on stage, in the theatre, where like, that's what the theatre in many ways is for, you yeah. know? Especially in that moment, what felt almost like musical theatre. Mm. It's like, oh, it's it's this elevated state where it's like, at least people get to show us exactly how
1: excited they are to be on mm. stage, and that was really moving. Yeah, and it's not often you see a dance number that makes you go, oh No! I <laughs> often see them go, oh Yes. It's like, oh. Yeah, but <laughs> especially if it's not a musical with no actual musical numbers, to put dancing into a show is a bold move. Totally. And for it to work like that, to have that effect on you, because even Just hearing it second hand It's like That's so nice So fucking nice But also you have Such a deep connection With Ruckus Tedford Like I don't think that's Surprising to (laughs) me (laughs) It's an art form That inspired and Traumatised many of us (laughs) Yes
0: Um but yeah Yeah no Yeah Great experience Really talented Really talented group Mm. Um
1: yeah. Uh, oh and just um, one minor
0: thing They brought out I don't know if you remember this You, uh, you remember those like Big green like Metcard validating machines Hell yes I do Hell <ignty parrot sound> yes, I <XT dobrze> They brought one of them out Towards <gasps> the end of the show And the nostalgia The audience like,
1: went wild <laughs> <Karerefather> Oh my
0: They literally They brought it out Like in a little shroud Yeah And you could sort of See what it was And you could see people Almost lean forward In their chairs And be like Oh my god They're not the gonna Met-car- shut <laughs> And they pulled this, this <gasps> Cloth off And it's like Oh my god
1: <laughs> It's oh my the Metcard machine I miss Metcards It was incredible That was so fun My body was just like, it lit up. And that's such a specific Victorian Australian story yes. to tell, which that's I think so is what's, nice. yeah, again, which is
0: part of what's so beautiful that this this PTV community really existing. And it's yeah, wow, yeah, it's bonkers. And there were like the things about like the V line, like everything got like a yeah, it, little mention. Know? Everyone, oh, woo V line, it was the best. And it was like,
1: and there was even like they talked about which I forgot existed the MX newspaper. Yep. Oh, the MX newspaper. The the that MX was New- so tragic when that ended. Oh my and god. And you'd have like the um, looking at you bitch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where you could write terrible. Like serial killer letters to, to the one with the long delicious looking hair <laughs> <laughs> I was watching you the entire train ride You saw me many times but never spoke to me <laughs> You ran off the <laughs>
0: Would if you even believe that you were being spoken about In one of those he's looking at you I should have spoken to you on the train things oh, Would you
1: respond? I think out of um, curiosity I would yes Okay But I, I think if it sounded too creepy obviously not would you ever put one in the newspaper if you think if you thought you saw your soulmate on the train? If I saw my soulmate on the train, and it even it, I think it would even need to be there was some moment of connection, so it was obvious that there was something like if, okay. if, they, if we made eye contact and we sort of like went, oh, and then looked away, uh-huh. and then they got off, and I was like shit, I should have said so. I would then do that, yes. Wow. But If I just saw a holly, yeah, no, that's okay. just that's a bit. I want you. <laughs> I think you're pretty. <laughs> um, I think that's that. Would you? I oh. Because <laughs> it seems like The sort of thing That you would do uh, Thank you for it, No even like a nice no, yeah. Give love a chance way Sure Sure
0: I guess But maybe it's the Maybe it's I was going to say A classic Catch-22 I don't know if it's classic That like <laughs> Almost the thing of like Would I want to date A person mm. that would Respond to a <laughs> To a missed connection In a train newspaper That's like <laughs> Isn't that like the premise of What If? No, sliding doors. That's on a train. Like is on a train. Wait, Let's talk about oh, sliding oh, doors now. Like Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, no, but I don't know if I would sleepless in Seattle. Somebody, especially not if it was like instigated by their son. <laughs>
1: we can't afford this. <laughs> no, but then you just fade it out, so it's just me going. Hey! <laughs> oh, God, he found me! Oh, God, he found me! You shut up!
0: <laughs> um, now that he's dead... Hi, James. Not, thank you for freeing me. <laughs> um, I went to the butterfly club again. I know that one. It happened. No, <laughs> it <God>. happened again.
1: <laughs> Jack, you gotta stop doing this.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, to see Darling Boy by Rupert Bevan.
1: I ran into Rupert Bevan in the foyer for... Do you know Rupert Bevan? Flynn knows Rupert Bevan. Okay. And we ran into the Rupert in Remind the- me... Jake, you got to stop doing this It kills kills our time Um, So my boyfriend Flynn saw Rupert Bevan in the foyer And told me about Darling Boy And I really wanted to go and see it So I'm excited to hear about this That's interesting because yeah I had no idea who Rupert Bevan
0: was Oh, And then it was literally just me somehow coming across I think I was just on the Butterfly Club website And I read this synopsis Mm. for the show Which was something to, to the effect of Young gay love Misery, loneliness, being gay Jake's in Literally I was like reading the synopsis and like If I do not buy a ticket to this, (laughs) I am not me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's very fair. That's called knowing yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm not liking what I'm learning. (laughs) No one is. Um, Yeah, so Rupert Bevan put this show on. Um, I'll do a full full disclosure quickly. So obviously I have no idea who Rupert Bevan is. Mm. Now I feel like to some extent I do. But otherwise, Sam Diamond did the lighting design. Oh! Um, Sam Diamond. The very bisexual looking lighting. Uh, oh, of the poster, you mean? Because yeah. you didn't see the show, did you? No, I did not see the no. show. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I'm only ju- like recently learning what bisexual lighting it's is. It's just pink and blue and red. Okay. Yeah. Because it was condescendingly explained to me by Joel Beasley in my living room. He was like, "Oh, that'd <laughs> have
1: been a nice moment for you." It
0: was good. I- <laughs> um, yeah. The the poster was bisexually lit. I'd say the show less so. The show was yeah beautifully lit. Of oh, course, biased because I think Sam Diamond is so talented and yeah. Great. Um, I didn't know. Yeah,
1: Sam was uh, doing lighting. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, well, he's designed mostly, but then now and then he can do he can do lighting design good as well. Him. He's just, yeah. Um, yeah, so the show itself. So we go, I'll skip past the foyer because things happened. Can I hear what happened in the foyer? Uh, oh, just ran into a series of people. Um, and Joel Beasley was also there. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yep. Good on him. Michelle McCowich. It was really yep. lovely to see them. Good. Um, yeah, no, it was a good time. Got into the theatre. And yeah, the show started. Rupert emerges. Don't know who this person is Begins If I'm remembering The beginning correctly It begins with What I didn't realise Was a trope Until it started happening Was the thing of like And we've done a show That had this as well Staging Staging club scenes Yep Uh, So like the the, And then just like Having like Disco lights happening Yeah And like One person acting out Being in a nightclub Which I love Yes I absolutely love It's a great scene Yeah but the, I'd never Identified it as a trope Until I saw it happening This time And I was like I love how often This happens Especially in, in um, gay theatre
1: Oh I was in Finn and Lockie as well They did a club scene Yes Yeah yeah And yeah, I yeah. think it's
0: so great And it was even just like And this happened A couple of times in the show Where Rupert So it was like a solo show Rupert performing The performance of being In a nightclub And there are extended portions Where it does happen In a club Yeah And the, the recognition In the audience Of seeing just like The body language That people use In a club The the recognizability and the visceralness of, like... And especially seeing it extracted from... A nightclub setting Which is so much about Being adjacent to people Seeing one person Perform it alone The fact that you can Still evoke so much Inside us
1: Recognising it in a person is just It's almost physical theatre Isn't it? to be able to do that Is very impressive Because I would just be I'd be so nervous About looking like a dick Which I guess Is the entire experience Of dancing in a club
0: (laughs) A little Yeah Yeah. Um, But yeah So yeah Broadly speaking This show is about Rupert's experience Being like a young gay man And trying to work out A way to exist In this You know Quotation marks Gay community Yeah Um, And and again, and even that too And even while reading the synopsis And even while, like, going to the show and watching it It was the kind of thing, like, that as a premise Is so almost laughably familiar, isn't mm-hmm. it? Absolutely Like, it's, al- it's almost a joke in itself The idea of, like, oh, a gay guy's putting on a show about being sad yeah, okay. and gay Yeah It's like, it's like that. and again, that's all I want to watch Yes
1: <laughs> It's all you want to watch, it's all you want to write <laughs>
0: oh, Why? why? Yeah. Um, like, obviously just part of my heart That's all I want to watch Yeah Um so, so going into that, sort of like that loving eye roll of like, oh, this is what we're going through. But then mm. proceeds, of course, to be, as is so often the case, a very surprising, different thing that is happening. Yeah. And I'd say, not to, not to, not to skip ahead to anything, but it's like, there was a surprising amount of darkness in the show. Quack. Quack, quack. quack and made the piece quite surprising. And... Uh, Where did the darkness come from? The darkness, quack, quack, came Mm-mm. from one notable moment. Like, there's a few things that I... I don't want to do the disservice of summarising them. I feel like they they exist in the piece and should stay there, I guess, for whatever reason. Um, But one element that I thought I'd never heard said before that was surprisingly dark uh, was he was talking... Quack quack. quack, Talking about... There's a lot in the piece about being a gay man with a lot of straight female friends and watching their love lives unfold Mm. and you having to almost vicariously live through them in order to feel like... Even just in order to Outside of even the function of friendship To satisfy what I think a lot of us have The desire to have some sort of like romantic existence Yeah And you almost have to Almost for the same reason that you And this sounds very cold maybe The same reason that you maybe watch movies or see plays Is to like kind of like experience a love experience Mm. Like a romance experience When you can't go through
1: one yourself That's why we watch That's yeah to to feel any sort of thing that you can't feel anywhere else Yeah. Yeah
0: Yeah Or to remind you of things that you've that you have been yep. through before, yep. and, and to validate things that you, you know, the seeking, sneaking suspicions you have about the experience What's of love or baby? something, you know. So yeah, so even like yeah, there's scenes where it's just like him having brunch with a female friend, and she's telling stories about her 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 love life, and he's and he says almost like in a moment of direct address, is like, oh, I, I live vicariously through these stories. Yeah. Uh, but there, yeah, there was this surprising moment where he was like he it, in this imaginary scene. So it's almost just him by himself, and there's like the audio. There's a lot of audio people talking sure. to him. He's like, you're so lucky. Um, That you can just be a straight person And there are so many guys that are into you And then the female friend Tells this story of how She was cornered by a group of footballers Mm -hmm. And was kind of like physically harassed And they tried to get her to go back To a hotel room with them And he says almost accidentally Like I wish someone wanted me that much Wow And then it spends a little time kind of like mulling over that That's interesting That thing you know That's tragic
1: Tragic. But that's so and, interesting. Yeah. And yeah, and in,
0: obviously, and in so many ways,
1: insensitive. A horrible thing to say, but unpacking where that comes from, and that yeah, because sort of, then it sort of begs the question of like, do you think that little of yourself that that's what that's what you would want? Like, like not that, but like is that that sort of attraction? Even if it is a horrific sort of assault to have someone want you that much. Do you sort of set the bar so low of respect of what you re- you feel like you deserve? Sure. Ugh. Sure. That sounds so. Yeah. It's it's so interestingly murky, yeah, isn't it? It's yeah. Murky. That's that's. Yeah. Way. And I thought yeah. it was. Yeah. It was just a
0: credit whenever someone put something sort of like that. That bravely absurd on stage. Um. Not, not absurd. I mean, like, something... No, you,
1: you wouldn't say that in a, in a conversation with friends. You wouldn't well,
0: say that. But, but it's almost even the thing that you would only say in a conversation of right. friends. Right. You know, especially, like, obviously, like, Me Too and, like, the, the current climate of things. Like, saying something like that that seems so, like, anti-woman, almost. Yes. Like, that level of insensitivity. Um. So to say, it is just especially brave. And it's also, as the whole show was, really. I want to say that the, the sound design was... Oh. Remarkable. The sound design by Rupert West... Too many Rupert's. Well, a second Rupert. Um. Rupert. <laughs> uh, was immaculate. It yeah. was like it was. It, it didn't do the thing where it strayed too far in the like the cinematic direction of telling you how to feel about stuff, but it it just like elevated and supported the tone that Rupert w- was was attempting with the show, mm. uh, which Lucy Rosson also like dramaturged and
1: directed with him. Wow. Um, uh, it's so interesting to me the amount of people behind a one man show. Sure. Yeah, because it's like. You would just assume it's the one person Sure But it's a full team Well and that's the thing too As we yeah. were just talking about It's like as much as it seems like There's
0: even like one voice in something Yeah Or there's just like one character going on Or it's like it, It's it's, it's, a, it's a community And yeah. it's, it's That's the, one of the things That I love so much about theatre Yeah Yeah Is the Absolutely. fact that it, it's it, it, Telling the story Creates this community for mm. it and that community
1: has to sort of enjoy the work.
0: Well, ideally, but even yeah. doesn't necessarily like you hear about the people who get traumatised by different processes, you know? Sure, yeah, but I wouldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it's a functional community, it's remarkable. Yeah. Just one of the, like, and this sounds it, great. Oh, just these pop up families that devote themselves to telling a story that they mm-hmm. think is worthwhile is just one of the best things about being a human, I think. Oh. Um whereabouts do you sit? Where did I sit in where the did audience? You sit? I sat I sat next to Joel and we were like so six rows back. Yep. Um there was so he, he goes into this like he meets a guy and they kind of like have this like little love affair or something and and it develops into again not a thing that I'll go into the outcome of but yep. he talks about falling in love very sweetly and um but it's sort of like a, a a constant theme through the show is wanting to be loved and how lovable are you and and the the compulsion to be seen and adored by a person. Mm. And it, and this is a this is more about me than about Rupert, I guess, in a way. It it forced me to there was this moment where he was just sort of like dancing around in the curtains of yes! like, of like the back of the stage. Perfect. And it had just left me, because of I don't know, something he said and the themes of the work, I was forced to this very unfamiliar lens to me plonked in front of him, just imagining like, okay, this guy wants to be loved. And I just got in this headspace of like, could I love this guy?
1: Right, oh, what did you? Well, that that was your answer. So it
0: was like it. It was a thing like it was yeah. It's I and it was a thing that happened very unconsciously. I was like, okay, he wants to be loved. Could I love him? Yeah, wow. (laughs) And I probably accidentally sort of like had that monocle on for maybe like six or seven minutes. And there was a moment where he was dancing around in the curtains, and I was like, absolutely. Like there was this moment where I was like, I saw something, Mm. and I have no idea what it was. There was something about, the, I don't know, the way the light was hitting him and a face he was making and there was like a sweetness. And I was like, that moment that I just saw of this guy that I don't know, whoever falls in love with him next, I, in that moment, believe that I saw
1: part of what they'd fall in love with. That's incredible. That's a really nice thing to say. Great. And it's also very, it's a it, it testament to the work that it, <laughs> yeah, and it's all, I think it's actually more, I think it is a testament to you and the way you analyse work. Like you said in the first show, we talked about this one. You're talking about how you want to go in and you want to have things to solve, to sort of understand, to, to sort of mull over. Sure. And that sounds like you've literally done that to its completion here. <laughs> and said, sure. I'm going to see if I could apply the lens of love to this person. <laughs> and you could. So Ooh. Rippet, if you're listening, reach out. <laughs> um,
0: and yeah, and I think yeah, uh, the, the, uh, one, I guess one, there's... A lot in this show But I think one thing That I'm really interested to hear What you think about uh-huh. um, Is this thing that he deals with Kind of like early on Which is like A thing that comes back So I'm jumping all around the place yeah. I mentioned Jay Brandon earlier Like when I went yes. to the TOF And saw Jay Brandon perform He's yep. this like Gay New York singer-songwriter um, And a few years ago I went to see him at the TOF And it was just a room full of, like, what felt like just a room full of, like, sad romantic gay men seeing this gay guitarist sing a bunch of songs about being heartbroken in New York City. Oh, my God. Um, And I took uh, a friend of mine. I took my friend Madeline. And she came with me to see it because she was just interested in this artist that I care a lot about. Which was nice of her. So she came along. And she had this experience that she described to me afterwards of, like, because she was in a room of gay men, as as a beautiful woman that she is... It was an experience that was very unfamiliar to her. The feeling of her beauty being irrelevant and her not feeling like a romantic character in a space.
1: Whoa. You know? That, that on face value sounds like a very. Self-centered thing to say
0: (laughs) Oh, sure, sure, sure Yeah, and I'm sure there's absolutely an element of self-centeredness to that remark I
1: wasn't the person being looked
0: at (laughs) Like, that makes me dislike Madeline Sure, but of course, but of course, colorless with knowing Madeline And then I remember, I very immediately said back to her It's like, yeah, that's how I feel in every space I go into And that isn't just tethered to self-loathing
1: Which I have so much of (laughs) Yep (laughs) But like, but on top of that, it's like Every space is a straight space Yes, oh god, yeah, oh god To go into any room and sort of feel like well, first of all, I feel like we, we have that hurdle of walking into a room and, first of all, you do the... Even if you don't do it consciously, there is always that first mental check of can I be myself in this space? Will I get gay bashed in I this be, room? Like, will people look at me weird? Are they going to laugh at me? Yes. Do I need to turn myself down? To what level do I need to turn myself down? Being like, am, uh, who's looking at me and who's going to love me and who's going to think that I'm hot is sort of always going to be the second or third thing that's on the brain. Sure. To walk into a room and not have to assume... And not... To walk into a room and not immediately... What am I trying to say here? Just like, let me... Sure. Well, I'll talk until you think... Yeah, yeah, you do that.
0: Even like, to walk in... Because I... Oh my god. I get the tragedy of exactly what you're describing. Yeah. To be like, you've got this thing where it's like you're walking into rooms and you have all of these additional like guards up to detect all of these potential red flags to like determine your safety and the capacity, like the extent to which you can, as you say, be yourself. And then even while you're in the midst of that and almost like kind of like trying out, what you feel like is your real personality in the situation, you're constantly, accidentally, unconsciously on guard to detect any of these signs that people are disregarding you, that they think you're a piece of shit, that they
1: think you're being obnoxious. That they don't like gay people, but they're putting up with you. And I would say that, that element of existing, that part of just constantly having to have those guards up, just becomes a part of who you are. To the point where, and this is going to sound a lot more tragic than I think it is, Mm. I don't really know what my personality is. Like, I don't, I don't know what part of me is real. Like, I don't know, is the part that I sort of tone down to the real one? Because that's what I do most often. Mm. Um, and then when I am sort of alone and by myself, I don't really talk much, so I, I don't know. Yeah. So it's kind of, So I think, with that in mind, the luxury of walking into a room and being able to notice that you're not the one being looked at and being, like, loved, mm. like, that feels... I get a bit angry. Sure. Well, it sounds like quite a privilege, doesn't it? Sounds it sounds like
0: quite a privilege. Sure. Jesus. Sure. Um, yeah. No. And yeah, and it's, and it's not on Madeline.
1: No, it's, no, it's, no. It's, no, it's no, part, no. Of, it's no, part no, of straight no. culture. And I think, but I, I think that's what makes, I will always find gay love stories so much more interesting than any heterosexual love story you can throw at me. Mm. Just because there is, and I think it's a, so often the case, a gay story about love is just, it's so much harder for a, <laughs> heterosexual mm. people to understand because they don't have the lens of oh, they're dealing with this, 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 and this already pre-built in. Yeah. So they have to go in and have the sort of holding their hand explaining yeah, well, this is difficult because and this is this because before they can actually understand the sort of core story that that t- storyteller is trying to tell. Mm. Like, a straight love story can be good. Moulin Rouge, obviously. <laughs> um, but I feel like... For a straight love story to be more interesting to me, you need to throw hurdles like tuberculosis into it. Sure. For me to find it any remote, that's why I didn't care about watching *Marriage Story*. That's why I don't really care about any sort of boring telly drama about love that is just a man and a woman will they, won't they? Because we know they will. Like it's sure. Like that the story wouldn't exist otherwise. Mm-hmm. But with gay stories, it is that sort of thing of who are you going to let in mm-hmm. to see who you are and. Almost that, that, that story, that you being in a room of other gay sad people just made me think, what are all those gay sad people thinking? Because I don't think I've been in a room of sad gay people like that to yeah. just sort of let all the guards down, and I don't think I could let all the guards down. No, totally not. Oh my god, no,
0: you're yeah. totally right. And yeah, even listening to you, yeah, I'm having so many thoughts even just listening to you say all these excellent things. Because hmm. even like backtracking a little bit to the thing you were saying about w- which version of you is the real version, like I talk about it a lot, but it's like I forget whether or not it's in Straight Jacket or The Velvet Rage. I think it's Straight Jacket. Um, uh, which are two great books. Yep. And th- talking about the thing of like, with gay people and like gay men especially. You worry that people will see the the gayness of you Mm. and therefore reject you. And so what you do is you fabricate this version of yourself that you can put into the world that you think will garner the most positive attention in order to almost appease the straight masses to convince them not to shun you. Yep. You know, and you become... And that's how you... And again, this is a thing that I get very upset when I talk about it and I feel like I have to talk about it a lot. (laughs) But it's like straight culture tends to turn us into these jesters to entertain
1: the straights. And it's funny you say this because, and I'm not going to slag off my family, but at the event on Friday for my my grandpa's 90th, wonderful event, there is a part of the family, there's always people that are like, Flynn and I were just there talking and just being ourselves, and they would say things, oh, I want to hire you as the MC at my wedding. Mm. And then someone's like, oh, I want to hire you to just be the entertainment at my wedding. It's like... (laughs) We're just existing <laughs> How boring is your life <laughs> That this This version of who we are Could serve as entertainment For your, your friends like, And it's that thing that, It's the jester It's always that sort of thing of mm. Oh yeah no I'm getting angry talking about it Yeah, yeah. No And that's the thing and It's, it's a little double pronged In the way that it's like Look There's something
0: In the thing Of like Because of this Very complicated compulsion And survival instincts mm. That we're forced to adopt it does cause some people to become more engaging versions of themselves and there yeah yeah you know that that is something totally. like even even the fact that straight people are seeing gay people be gay and engaging and they're like you're great
1: you're as the funniest a,
0: person i've ever seen as an entertainment thing yeah. it's like look i am only like this most likely because of the way that culture has forced me to turn into this creature yes. <laughs> you know yeah. and in some ways i'm grateful for that um oh, but, the, but at the same time i'm not here to service you You've kind of... By virtue of existing in this society... And it's, it's not as if you are ever, ever speaking to a monolith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ever. As much as people pretend they are on the internet. You're never directly engaging with the thing that you hate. Yep. Um, but it's like... A lot of what is the quintessential gay personality... Is the result of a toxic society. Yes. Ugh. Uh, and but, that, I,
1: I think... To circle all the way back... Yeah. That is why when you describe a show like Darling Boy... As just a sad gay love story sort of thing about a sad gay person... On paper, that sounds boring, but it never is. No. Because there's all this in the background that you just watch and you go, Oh, fuck, that's absolutely what this is. That, that's why I feel all these ways. Absolutely. And that's why, if I saw a story about a straight guy talking about his love, I'm not gonna, that would never exist. If I saw a story about a straight girl talking about her love life, I I don't think I could connect with it in any way. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think I could look at that and go, we have a similar experience. Oh,
0: because my kingdom, for the issue in my, like, burgeoning relationship to be something as simple as, like, miscommunication. Oh, Jesus. Or, like, like, awkward times. Like, oh my God. If the only issue, and again, this is not a a mountain that I'm even very good at climbing, (laughs) but if the only issue were having some uncomfortable conversations... Fuck Oh Yeah Not to belittle the struggles That are going on out there But that's no. a, As I understand That type of story That you're describing Is yes. yeah, uh, similar to me Like it's of little interest Because yeah it's It seems small Compared to some of the things As you as you just said Moments ago Of like Trying to let a person in mm. the, And uh, imagining All these gay men Watching Jay Brennan perform It's like It's so many Various types of broken <laughs> because of, like the experience of going growing up gay In even like Australia today Which mm. compared to so many places Is a great place to do it yeah. It breaks you in so many like, Really interesting, horrifying ways That on the other end of Not that it's even the end In the midst of having to work out who you are You're then supposed to try to love a person <laughs> Or several people And it's like, it's almost a question of like At what point in your fracture are you? And do our pieces match up in a way that will help us.
1: Yes, and can I then, can I say that I will not be completely different in 5 years because of all of these little breaks?
0: Yeah. Um Oh, and so and so that is all to say What I was walking towards Throughout this whole conversation <laughs> Coming back to Darling Boy He yes. has this really well put frustration Where it's like So he gets excited Because he's always going to straight clubs With his girlfriends And they decide one night We're going to go to a gay club And so that he gets all excited He's going to go to a gay club He gets inside And he looks around and It's like oh everyone looks so straight here Which of course is very hot yeah. And then he comes to realise Oh this gay club is just full of straight people yep. And yep. I guess... Well now feels like a smaller discussion than the one we just had How do you feel about straight people colonising gay spaces? It's the exact
1: same thing We have more interesting stories and spaces And so that's why it's often gay people leading in fashion Because that's where their fashion comes from It comes from trying to set themselves apart Gay people congregating in nightclubs Because it's the only place they can be to be themselves And and so it naturally breeds a party atmosphere That everyone wants to be a part of And then straight people come along And want to be a part of that and there is a huge part of me that feels like, no! Stay out! <laughs> this is not for you! Sure. But then there's the, a little part of me that's like, no, everyone should be able to enjoy wherever they want to go. But no, I, 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 on my own personal level, will, will always be upset by hens nights coming to gay clubs. Sure. By p- groups of solely straight people coming to gay clubs because it's a good party. That's not on, I hate that What do you think of it? I get that too, I get that too We have so few spaces That. Yeah. yeah, even though I rarely enjoy myself in a gay
0: space Oh, 100% like not. Nightclub I should wise, be allowed
1: to feel uncomfortable in a gay club without straight people This awareness. is
0: part of our thing Yes! <laughs> <laughs> We're all sad but let us dance together <laughs> Yeah, but I think And I've only come to this thought too Only because I've had a chance to sit with this show for a little while yeah, now yeah. I absolutely have the same thoughts that you've had and then on top of that though, it's like imagining the feeling of like seeing a bunch of straight women arrive at a gay club Of course there is that territorial part of me that's like, oh this isn't for you, please leave I then am also forced to then go the next step of like, the reason they're here is because they don't feel safe or comfortable straight around men. straight men Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right um, oh, Great, anyway, Jesus. it was fun talking about this show That was a good chat Yeah, um, great Darling yeah, boy Darling boy, um, darling boy Good on you, Rupert <laughs> Uh, amazing Okay, great Incredible I think we are incredible Incredible, incredible, incredible. Praise Dionysus Praise him um, Thank you so much for listening Thank you for coming along um, lovely, to, lovely to see you here So nice um, We've been getting really lovely messages lately From people um, and, and people sharing their thoughts About stuff that we talk about And stuff So if you um, Do that Do that Send, if, send if, us things Send you feel us the interesting thoughts Yeah, because we really like hearing about it Especially if And also if there's a thing that you would I don't know are inter- interested enough in to hear us Talk about it too um, th- th- That's a thing We'd be really keen Love for Love to Like yeah. the idea of Yeah being part of A conversation that You're keen to Converse about Yeah Shuck it on in and We'll talk about it Super And we'll hot. be
1: really Mean to you <laughs>
0: James will be mean <laughs> and I will be. I'll try to stop him I'm sorry uh, yeah But yeah No thanks Because it's yeah Really sweet and interesting And really lovely to hear What you think about things too mm. uh, Yeah um, That being said So obviously Praise Dionysus is our Instagram mm-hmm. Praise Dionysus at gmail.com Is our email address mm-hmm. Send us things Send us things Let us know Give us tickets to your thing And we yep. will come and see it And talk about it um, We love ending up at these shows We love ending up at these
1: shows <laughs> We love That's all you have to say yeah. We love ending up at shows Especially we don't know much about Yeah Yeah It's
0: wonderful Um. Yeah, and getting to talk about them and getting to, yeah, try to, you know, in a way, I don't know, get to the bottom of what you guys are up to out there making your art and. Because there's a lot of it all the time, and I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I'm just feeling suddenly very warm and romantic about yeah, this it's whole nice. thing. Anyway. However, I mean, friends, don't let friends become play critics. How are you critics? so bad at that? <laughs> it's wrong every time. Oh my god, okay. Because I look at you and I'm like, no one should do what you do, Jake. No one should be a playwright. <laughs> Discourage <laughs> everyone. Okay, friends, don't let friends become playwrights or theatre
0: critics. Friends, don't let friends become theatre critics. And we may already disagree with everything we just said. Yeah, I think this is a bit of a touchy episode. <laughs> yeah, um yeah, thank you again for coming along. Praise um, Dionysus. Praise Dionysus. Um have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful weekend.
1: Y- yep. Hey Clara, a- hope the barbecue goes well. Best of
0: luck, Clara, you beautiful genius. Have Good a great spit. Easter.